it's still good. Do you good. think Titanic holds up? I have no idea. I mean, no, it doesn't. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs. I'm Diana. Podcast. This is Dave. Hi, this is still a Fraser podcast. Somehow. I'm waiting for the part where you... Uh, Season sing. nine. <laughs> nine, nine, nineteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our wedding anniversary. It, yep. Sure is. It sure <laughs> is. is. the wedding anniversary episode. Yep. Yep. Um, also, we also call our wedding anniversary Death Trap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then... <laughs> Uh, there's like this little comet. Maybe it's not a comet. There's something in the sky. Is it falling the, the star? star? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did I say falling star? I mean, technically, it's falling. Where to? Wherever it lands. It's terrifying. Okay, this episode has a very weird length. It's okay. 23 minutes and 42 seconds long. Really? Yeah. It's like two full extra minutes. Yeah, this must have been a slow week. <laughs> They're like, oh, you remember Sean Holland sent us a thing talking about there being like extended episodes, like supersized episodes, basically. <laughs> supersized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what this is. Oh. And it was only two extra minutes. So like, like extra, like extras on the DVD, essentially. No, like it would have aired for longer on TV. Oh, that's interesting. So. Yeah, it must be. <sighs> Who's the writer? So the writer for this episode is John Sherman, who... We have seen occasionally write some like pretty memorable episodes mm-hmm. uh, because he wrote, and then this one. What you just said? You like? Oh, I know. I just, uh, just, just joshing. Because he wrote Blazy Boy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He wrote Hooping Cranes, uh-huh. the one with the basketball, like mm-hmm. Niles shooting the basketball thing. Wrote Wine Club. Um, he's written about like seven, I think, at this point, and they're mm-hmm. all like fairly like well known they're not like the biggest episodes but they're ones that i feel like are pretty memorable and impactful mm-hmm. um you know the fight before christmas which is the one with like where like niles and mel kind of start fighting mm-hmm. and like this like they're like i feel like pretty well remembered uh episodes in mm-hmm. general so okay i'm just come i'm coming down hard i don't like this opening scene I think it's terribly yeah. acted. It re- yeah, that was a That's thing. Some like, of the worst. I'm sorry, small children in the scene. It was everything that is rough about kid acting. Sometimes was like it was all there. It was all on. There's certain things, yeah, kid actors do that's bad. That like these kids did all of them. It was just very awkward. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, which is, I didn't feel like the other times we've seen, like, the, like, crane boys yeah. on this, like, in the cabin, yeah. it was fine. Yeah. There's something about the scene, where, especially when he's just like, hurry up and get up there, and I'm like, he's already up there. Yeah, he says why that. Is, why gestures, does he say that? He says that and gestures like he's, like, pushing more on it, and it's mm-hmm. like, but he's not because he's already standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very odd. I feel like they needed to practice more. Yeah. And like he starts, you know, like putting his hands down to like lift him up. And then 
I don't know. It's very strange, yeah. d- like the, dynamic. The walking is weird in the entire yes. episode. Yes. The entire scene. It's but it's it, odd. So I like that. Or they at least remember the Academy we used to hear about all the time. So Bryce Academy, nineteen sixty four, mm-hmm. about three p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this is like after school. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it nineteen sixty four? Yeah. What do you have? Nineteen sixty seven. I wrote 1964. Wait, what one is it? I don't know. Okay, well, we have to cross-reference. I wrote 1964. I could be wrong. Yes, 1964. KACL.org. I trusted you. That's interesting. It's literally written on the screen. I can't believe they get of all the things for them to get wrong. It's a thing that's literally written on the screen. Well, I don't know. So they need, they're going to perform the backyard uh, Hamlet, which mm-hmm. is pretty funny. Yeah. And they're getting the skull for Yorick. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the implication is that this is a real skull. Yeah. But, but it's, it's definitely a, not a real skull. Yeah. And, but he drops it. And yeah. he's, I like how yeah, he's Niles like. drops it on Frazier. Yeah. And, and he's like, are you okay? And he's like, no, you cracked my skull, which is pretty funny. It is. Though, I will say, I'm pretty sure. Because of just the way that, like, physics works, if you dropped a skull on someone's skull hard enough to crack one of the skulls, you're gonna crack the other skull. Well, I think it actually breaks because it falls on the floor, not know, on the him. Furthest it, it falls further, hit it, like, when it hits Frasier, it would have slowed it down. So, like, if it was ever gonna crack, it would have cracked when it hit Frasier. Well, maybe someone at the same time stepped on a crack. In the uh, sidewalk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that classic saying, step on a crack, break a random skull. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Of course. I forgot yeah. about that. That idiom <laughs> that also is true. Yes. yes. It's right. true. Okay. Do you remember the name of this waiter in Cafe Nervosa? Uh, no. He has a name, he has a and name. He has, we haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Yeah. And he's back. He's back, yeah. And I do really enjoy this thing that they're doing, where they're like just kind of testing him. Do you want to look it up? What, oh, what his name is? Yeah. Oh. Like oh. An, on IMDb. And with the magic of editing, I have found the name. The name is James. James. So named because, probably because the, that's the actor's name. All right. Also, but yeah, it's James. Um. And uh, but yeah, he's uh, okay. James looks like Ben Gibbard. I could totally see him. Being, it definitely, like it's ben definitely Gibbard. like yeah. this haircut. Yeah, Ben the, Gibbard at a certain time. That's the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie. If mm-hmm. you don't know who that is, has mm-hmm. a Ben Gibbard. He definitely has a band, mm-hmm. like as a side thing. Oh yeah, I've decided because <laughs> we're in Seattle, so I just assume everyone's side thing is a band. Mm-hmm. The, okay, so. I think an example of why I could never um, do a job like this if I was, uh, I was expected to remember this kind of thing uh-huh. the way he does is I tried. Okay, I already had the transcript. I literally could have copied the text and pasted it in the drink section, but for mm-hmm. some reason I didn't. I don't know why. Uh-huh. So, like I went, I was like, "Oh, I need to write down that drink." Yeah, and I had to listen to it three times just to type it all out. Yeah, and I'm like. Imagine so if my job was to like remember it to make it. Psy- psychiatry kind of tests or like they do this with memorization. They give you like five things yeah. and they're like horse, bread, leaf, barracuda, mm-hmm. Simon. 
Yeah. I, I already don't remember what they are. Horse, red, leaf, barracuda, Simon. That part I can do. Why? How? Uh, partially just because I knew that you what you're doing and so like well uh, then you would know but, what you were doing as but, as a james but here's the difference because okay i'm gonna read it and just... okay because fraser is what we're finding out is like they do this like kind of game to stump this guy and he's unstumpable yeah yeah because what <laughs> he says uh, he wants to get a double latte one shot of decaf espresso one shot of regular espresso with some steamed low-fat milk and some non-fat foam the problem is because so many of those things are similar, mm -hmm. it would get jumbled together with being like, because here's the thing that with that memory test you just gave, mm -hmm. the trick isn't remembering the order, it's remembering all the things. And so while I did get it in a particular order, you also would have to ask me later, like, like at a random time during this episode, if you ask me what it is, maybe I will, probably not in the right order. But the difference is that in this, I, I might flip non-fat foam and, mm -hmm, and the low-fat mm -hmm. milk and end up with the non-fat milk and the low-fat foam. Yep, yep. You know, uh, the two different... Well, I want to hear from people if you ever did this kind of job and if people ordered things like that and if you're good at remembering it. Mm -hmm. Because I also am always marbled at people, you know, like waiters at restaurants that don't write it down mm -hmm. and also maybe 25 percent of the time they mess it up even uh -huh. though there's no one else there uh -huh. that definitely happens and i'm like maybe you should be writing this down so because of fraser we recently watched the movie tampopo oh yes call back a, to tampopo yeah um and there was a scene in that because it's all about like it's not all about the primary story, the main plot is about somebody, like a, wo a woman trying to like improve her ramen restaurant and learn how to be good at running a ramen shop. And part of it is memorizing orders that are that mm -hmm. people are coming in and giving. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that part's really crazy. Yeah. So there is a scene where like a bunch of different people are coming in and rapid fire giving these orders, and she's able to remember who has each one, and each thing, and it's like. I don't even remember what all of the orders were at all, let alone who had them. Like, I don't remember, like, I... I but is that... It, like, I mean, it's not even like I would have got... I wouldn't... I can't even remember what everyone was saying, let alone who got which things. Like, I couldn't I don't know. I think off. you're being too hard on yourself because you also worked a job where there were, like, hundreds of jobs and they each had an individual number that I'm sure you remembered. Right. That is... I can a repeating pattern. I can eventually. I think associate. that's what ends up happening because, like, if you work at a restaurant and there are only ten things there, you eventually remember it. I guess. I, I think. It's and like, I think you. It's like working out different skills. Like, oh, the the person in the brown shirt ordered the person in the red hat. This, this, you know, mm -hmm. and and also like. For all we know that those people are regular customers that he sees all the time and they order the same food every time. So they're like, okay, this person wants this ramen. Sure. The scene we see, it's somebody remembering it for the first time. And well, part that's of the, true. But Okay. So here's, I think, another example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> when I, there's certain meals that I cook all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And some I'm, of the I'm trying to understand why this is relevant to what we're talking about. Just because of memory. 
I feel no. like you're just trying. You're going off on a tangent on okay, like so your memory's you, bad. No, okay. The only point I was trying to make is I find this thing impressive if okay. it's a thing you can actually do okay. because I believe that it's a thing that I could not ever get to that point. Yeah. Okay. Got I don't it. have that, and so I find it very impressive when people can pull it off. Is what I was trying to say. It's not a thing I have the capacity for. Um. And so it's very it's okay. Impressive. We didn't turn the overhead light on, so we need to get this podcast done before there's no light in the room. So mm-hmm. let's go. All right. So we find out that the the old childhood house they had uh, mm-hmm. that they had rented, I guess, yeah. is now for sale. Yep. And um, they're talking. This is interesting because they're talking about it. The whole area having a revitalization, uh-huh. which is not a word we really. Use. I think what they're talking about is being gentrified, right? Uh, possibly. I get the impression that what they're talking about is sort of like it's an area where it not a lot of people had been moving in there for a while. And uh-huh. now... I can't imagine this house becoming a Bath and Body Works, <laughs> like a shopping mall. It seems like in the middle of suburbs. Can you imagine? It's yeah, just like actually... two houses and then Bath and Body Works and then two more houses. Right. Actually, you know what? When I guess my thing was when I originally. At first, I thought it was that uh, people were starting to move mm-hmm. in there again. But you're right, because he talks about it becoming, like, all these different things that are essentially just, like, you know, mall stores yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it is sort of a gentrification. It's well, just like- it's funny because in my head, I was like, wouldn't they like Bath and Body Works? And then that ended up being kind of the joke <laughs> right, there. Right. Though, much Bath and Body Works, very different vibe than, like, Crabtree and Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we know... Is a place where they mm-hmm. go as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like that that's kind of the point here is just sort of like the he lists a bunch of stores that are, like I said, they're mall stores and they're, you know, Frazier and Niles, you know, they're going to look down on places you might go to in a mall. That's true. But then I think that's the point. He's like willing to admit like, I actually kind of like Bath and Body Works mm-hmm. because it is the kind of thing they would like. Yep. Like we even talked about how that like. You know, facial scrub thing mm-hmm. that Simon eats in that one episode. I'm pretty sure it's from somewhere like Bath. But like, you're gonna mm-hmm. find it in a place like that. It's yeah, just sort of a generic thing. So, um, um so they want to. They're thinking about like, why don't they buy the house? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they could make it a B and B, which they're very pumped by the pumped pumped out. No, that's not the word. Very like excited by this idea. Uh-huh. Um, and then Roz walks in and she's just like so sleepy. And mm-hmm. we hear that she has bought Alice a hamster. Mm-hmm. And the like, I love the whole squeaky wheel thing. We were just talking about hamsters and squeaky wheels. Yeah. Was like that on the Patreon thing last week? It wasn't last week. I don't remember when we were I don't know when we were it, talking about this. recently. But the whole, everyone just gives them a ton of ideas. Like, you could have taken the wheel out, you could have put it in a different room, you could have mm-hmm. done this. And like, she didn't do any of those things right yeah i I do like also that they they're all coming up with these really elaborate answers and then james comes over and Mm -hmm. is just sort of like just put it in another room Mm -hmm. which is the simplest answer Mm -hmm. and like i do like that he's just sort of like integrating himself into this little like conversation real Mm -hmm. quick like uh taking on a a role of being more than just like the generic we've had this before What's We've that? had this before with the different yeah. players here. Yeah, but usually that only it's only somebody that was in like that episode, mm-hmm. and the, or like there was a that other the, woman. Yeah, but she was in like she two was in a couple back to back. 
It was okay. like part of all, the same arc is what I mean and then disappeared again. But then we, okay, I love this thing about <laughs> Daphne raising show rats and I've totally forgot all about this. Can I just say before we even talk about it, mm-hmm. I have one note on this section. Okay. And this note, I will read it to you. This seems like a moment Diana would have especially enjoyed. I and I did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew, I knew immediately. So yeah, and of course they're so grossed out because rats are gross. Yeah, because well, because Daphne says she used to raise shell rats, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But and I love that they're trying to bring up like the plague. Uh huh. And I just love that she ends up just saying, you know, when it comes to rats, you're in my house. Uh-huh. And I love that yeah. from her, like this assertive thing of being like, you might know a lot of things about the opera and wine. Yeah. But this is what I know about. Right. I'm the expert. Yeah. And I love this whole like idea because of course she does. Yeah. And like all the rat breeds, I don't know if that's actually true because they definitely are cat breeds. Yeah, no, I when she was saying all these different breeds, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure these are just cats. Yeah. Like, breeds of cats that she's saying. But I like that yeah, more. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to know, actually. <laughs> well, actually, no. That's the funny thing is they aren't even just cats, because she says Siamese, Himalayan, or Husky. So uh, yeah, Husky's yeah. a dog, you know. I so. just imagine, like, a really buff rat. <laughs> With two different color eyes. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah like, regardless of whether these are real, I love the idea that, like, no, Daphne's like, no, I'm the expert in this situation. I know what's up. Mm-hmm. You will defer to me because yep. I know what's going on. Like, yeah, good for you. Good. I will say, I've never been, like, a big fan of, like, pet rats, but that's only because, like, that's my own, like, personal, like, I have no problem with people that have them, but mm-hmm. I just sort of, like, there's something about the way they move that kind of freaks me out if they're, like, on, if I'm, like, they're like on me mm-hmm. where I'm like, I've never been able to like get comfortable around. So it. is that true for like hamsters and also mice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just, I can't like it. There's something about it that like freaks me out. But, but uh, while also recognizing that everything people say about pet rats and why they love them and everything, I'm just sort of like, yeah, totally. Like I absolutely get why you're into I having- never was into rats. Mm-hmm. But I have read about them. Like, I've talked about it on this podcast. But, like, this is one of my weird Diana quirks is that I'm very into rodents. Mm-hmm. But also very into cats. Uh-huh. But I just, yeah, I was really into mice and hamsters mm-hmm. and guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are my faves. So I realized, like, not only do we get the rat chat, we have the hamster mm-hmm. thing going mm-hmm. on. And the whole reason she brings this up is because she had this problem with the squeaky wheels yeah. of, like, when she was raising the show rats. Right, right. I don't know. I just love this. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. I, was like, I knew you would. I knew you would. Okay. So now we're at 5958. Who knows where old house? Uh-huh. Wait, do, do you have anything more to no, say no, about no, Catherine Nervosa? Yeah. Okay. So Martin Frazier and Niles are there, and I'm. they're just there to look at the house, I guess, mm-hmm. to see if they want to buy it. We see the old landlord, right. um, Mr. Laskoff. Yep, Laskoff, who, like, I'm going to say, like... Um, well, know. his wife had the last cough, <laughs> as we'll see later. Perhaps. Um, 
so it, the funny thing to me is like they definitely like aged this actor up. They like put like white stuff in his hair to make him look older because oh like, really yeah like I don't think this guy this guy doesn't have white hair now. Oh well, maybe he dyes his hair. Maybe, but I'm just saying that like I I recognize this actor like from being in like well because he definitely he, must dye his hair because unless he's like. M- has some weird miracle cure. I just think that would be impossible that he does. I'm not saying he doesn't have any white hairs. What I'm okay. saying is it isn't as white as uh, it got is. It, got it, got it, got it. He's like Ted's dad in Bill and Ted. Oh. Like he's mm-hmm. like um uh, I mean he's in like a lot of things, but it, like he's at this time did not look this old as he does in this thing. He, um because I mean he was like Okay, so I'm actually looking at it right now because he was born in 1941, so he would have been 60 in this. But when Martin, so Martin would be well, older when than he him. was, who was he? Ted's dad. Yeah. So that would have been 15 years earlier, or so or like 10, at least like 10. Yeah. Years yeah, but what I'm saying is like he would have been like 61 when this episode came out. Yeah. But Martin, who's over 60 refers to him as old man Laskoff and who had this house for over 50 years. Oh, so they had to make him look older than Martin. Right. But, I mean, reality, he could have been their landlord and maybe be, like, 10... If he's, like, 10 years older than him, he might still call him old man because... Right. I'm saying... What I'm saying is they did some things to make him look older because of the fact that he was supposed to look significantly older than Martin, who was older than this actor at the time. So I love this idea that they snuck out to see foreign films Uh and like uh we hear about the Crane Boys mystery writing Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Martin's really mad that he didn't get his security deposit back. Uh I think in most... Okay. So depending on where you live... Some places you do not get your security deposit back. Like, I think legally you're supposed to, but that because they, I I don't know. I think some places you just, they just are like, no, that's ours. Yeah. That's actually way less common here, I think, because like this, there's a lot of- As in Massachusetts. Yeah. Because I think the thing is like so many people- rent apartments here that they've come up with some pretty fairly strict laws about like well i mean i'm guessing if we like did something really bad like we put a hole in the wall i would understand not getting right but then they would only take part of the security deposit to fix that wall right there has they have to kind of be able to demonstrate that beyond normal wear and tear of the amount of time you've Mm -hmm. lived there you like extra damage has been done otherwise like landlords can get in a lot of trouble trying to hold on to it here without mm. like being yeah i think to, like, other places are not as strict so you just yeah. you're basically like just not getting that back yeah yeah and well martin's really mad about that mm-hmm. and because he brings it up and then they decide that this place isn't big enough to be a b&b mm-hmm. but you know they would totally own like an Airbnb now. Like, this could be an Airbnb. They yeah. could just buy it and oh, yeah. rent it out as a space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That's actually, like, a whole other thing that, like, now a whole new laws have needed to I think this probably out. affected most, like, other places, but I know, like, there's a huge thing where, like, outside 
investors come here and buy like places so then that means there are less apartments for local residents yeah and then these apartments just sit empty yeah that essentially and that are airbnb or some of them at least yeah so i know there were some laws recently that i don't know if they actually passed i think they did Mm -hmm. but it made it so like you had to live if you're going to rent a place out in something like an airbnb you had to live in it a certain amount of the time Mm -hmm. so so you couldn't do that yeah so it had to be like the place you live Mm-hmm. in order for you to do that thing so that stops happening but yeah no it's a major problem i think people just come here and buy real estate just to have real estate too so then yeah. they can just sell it later oh yeah. oh yeah totally i'm sure that happens in more than just the boston area i'm sure it happens in a lot of different states mm-hmm. where real estate because it's that's a whole business yeah Anyways. Anyway, so there was a moment here that I wanted to talk about because this okay. is when they're talking about all their memories and like the crane boy mysteries mm-hmm. and like the doing their homework and all these things. And I love that they're like describing the sort of things that they used to do. Like, you know, and it would be like Niles talking about Fraser walking around in his his writer's tweeds and half glasses dictating mm-hmm. things and, and uh Fraser and his Shawl collar, uh, Fraser talking about Niles in his shawl collar sweater, hammering away at the keys of the royal typewriter. And then they're like, could you imagine what those two would have ended up, these two old fuddy-duddies? And I'm like, I love the idea that, like, they used to be not that. And, like, have, yeah. how have they transitioned into this? And it's like, you have described some boring nerds. Uh, <laughs> like, that, like, I just, I just love that whole thing. The idea that, like, they used to be, like, these fun freewheeling kids they don't sneak out to the foreign films anymore i know it's crazy they just go see tampopo they go see tampopo which i want to say um for a movie that i thought was entirely about like a ramen shop um i understand now that i better understand who niles crane is because of this podcast i also understand why he would be into tampopo is all i'm gonna say if you're considering watching it, think about our overall analysis of Niles Crane as a character first, and then you'll understand whether or not you will be into There's some elements. sexy, sexy scenes. Sure so. are. Well, I mean, I think sexual, it's... sexual scenes. Sexy will depend on your personal taste. Uh, sure. <laughs> so. Ha, taste, because <laughs> it's. Yeah, because it's, it's all about food. The movie is entirely about food. Yes. Um, no matter who's doing what, like, there's a lot. No, no. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of different stories about a lot of different yeah, people. Yeah, it's sort of like vignettes about food. Yeah, with one running story through it, but yeah. like, there's a bunch of different vignettes. All of them are related to food, is what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, that okay. is a thing. So we find out. Oh, are you done yeah, describing? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So we find out that. Old man Laskoff is going over to the Cayman Islands mm-hmm. and that he's just looking for a change of scenery uh, or Martin points that out. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that he's just making the small talk of being like, do you like scoop? Do you like to scuba? And yeah. he's like, do I look like I like to scuba? I just hate people and I want to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Why is he a landlord? I think actually that's a lot of landlords. Yeah, a lot of the thing is like if all you really want is to be left alone and you live in Seattle, you don't have to go very far. Lots of hermits live in the Pacific Northwest. 
That's a real common thing. It's real easy to live off the grid and not go very far from Seattle. You just, like, go to one of the islands, or you just go... Yeah, you go to the Cayman Islands. Well, okay. I'm just saying, you don't need to go all the way to the Cayman Islands. He wants to to go to the Cayman Islands. He likes crabs. All right, let's move on. So he... won't let them look for the memory box. Yeah, which they I had love hidden this. under the floorboard. I love, yeah. okay, there's a whole conversation about, what does he call it? What's the words he uses about, like, he's talking about them goofing off. Oh, tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, we don't do that. And he's like, yeah, but you, since they had told that lie to Martin, yeah, instead of- which we didn't mention, but the lie, when they were sneaking out to go to foreign films, they said they were sneaking out to drink and, like, and hang out with girls. girls. yeah. yeah. And so he take in there, and then that's when we hear the truth. When Niles, yeah. and then I love that Martin's very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, I knew it. Yep, yep. But it, it's just, uh, I love this whole thing. Anyway, still no go. Nope. Because like the idea is that like they had this hidden under the floorboards because they were loose floorboards. It's been a long time, and yeah, he fixed the floors. He's selling the house. Of course, he fixed the floors. Like. You're not gonna... Sometimes it's as is, Dave. As is. Sometimes. I'm just saying. It's not... It It adds a lot of value. It's sweat equity. You want to sell your house? Sweat equity? Oh, we have watched way too many, like, home improvements, sort of like... like oh, I wish I knew how to do that, like, wolf <laughs> voice. No, I mean like like HGTV, like flipping house flipping. I don't thing. remember about sweating. Yes, yeah, sweating sweat to the equity. My new fitness program. <laughs> no, sweat equity is like the no, the it's... value you gain by putting sweat by work by physical labor. You put physical oh, labor into the thing. Okay, and that your makes house sense. Is worth more money. Okay. So like you nailed down some boards. Your house is worth more money because it doesn't have loose floorboards. I thought you had said nailed Allison boards, which (laughs) I was like, is that the name of a metal band? Moving on. He's not letting them under the floors because he's fixed them all. Um, Or so we think. (laughs) No, I think he just has. No. He's fixed the boards. Or he's hiding a body under there. That doesn't preclude him having just fixed the floorboards. Yeah, you fix it to hide your mess. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So then we're in the next section. If these floors could talk. Mm-hmm. So I just put that it's nighttime, but I'm not actually sure it is because it's l- lighting up over there at the Fraser's apartment. Yeah, no, it's nighttime. It is. Yeah, it looks like nighttime there, but it doesn't look like nighttime in the next scene, I don't think. Oh. When... F- because Roz and Alice go there, and Niles and Fraser aren't home because they're over here breaking and entering. Um. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um. So they're lifting up the boards and mm-hmm. what they think is the place for their memory box, and they yeah. find the skull. Uh huh. Well, but first, before that even happens, because they break in, they break yeah. in the back window, and. Niles is like, well done, Fraser, you've still got it. And he just says, like, riding a bicycle, breaking in? Like, no, because that's the window they used to break out of, you know, to escape to go see the foreign oh, films. okay. That's okay. what he's referencing. I was, I was like, does Fraser have some secret cat burglar Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, but I love when, okay, this whole thing when they find the skull, mm-hmm. because they can't remember, as we 
just solved not too long ago that they had done this backyard Hamlet. Right, and right. we know that this is the skull as the viewer of the show. Right. They right. Ha- have no memory of us. Right. Dramatic irony. And love me some dramatic irony. I, yeah. One, I love when they come to this conclusion that it's murder and they yeah. do the like close up shot. They it's like so do the good. zoom in and yes. it's just like murder. And yeah. it's so good. It's so good because like, we're watching like a static multicam sitcom. So the rare moment when they do this like sudden push in like mm-hmm. zoom. Yeah. Like it is it, it one. It really I feel like it really stands out because of the fact that the camera yeah. doesn't move normally. Yeah. So like the fact that they did this, it, like it's so good. It's really like done very I well. I love this whole thing of them building off each other to like. <laughs> Yeah. convince each other that this is a murder but yeah. also based at the same time boys mysteries, yes like, based on the cream boys mysteries but also saying they're trying to be careful like well we can't really you know jump the gun here or that saying doesn't make any sense i don't know what that saying means no i mean you're using it correctly. i know i'm using it correctly but i yeah. don't really know why it's called that and how it's they're like well we can't jump to any conclusions because we don't have any evidence right we don't even know who this is. Right. And then, of course, they, you know, they start like really building on this idea, like, because of course it has to be murder. There's no other way, no right. other reason that be- the skull would be here. Right. Especially a skull with a cracked, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's this, the front of the skull is cracked. It's not connected to the body. You know? I love like Niles coming up for reasons to be there like an exterminator uh-huh. and like Fraser being like, um, yeah, people's heads don't just pop off. Right. I mean, to be fair. They haven't searched enough to be sure that there isn't another, in, there isn't an entire skeleton down there. Niles went to medical school, as we know. Uh-huh. He seems to have forgotten the parts. <laughs> Some parts of it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, you can find a skull and it won't be attached to anything else. He that said he's mean, the inner mind, not the outer part of it. If, like, a, there could be a couple of inches away the rest of the skeleton well we know later on when they go a digging right we know that's not the case but at that moment it's still possible okay so then we get the scene where i'm assuming okay so we're at fraser's place and roz and alice show up and fraser and isn't there because they're doing some wine club business or something something but that's not what they're doing no and um i love little alice and she's (laughs) wants to watch cartoons with martin mm-hmm. but it and he talks about like oh your mom's okay with you watching all the violence then you're gonna love hockey <laughs> uh-huh. and uh-huh. yeah i'm into this as well yeah 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 I, I i was like this also seems like something diana would be and into. then we have the scene with daphne ross who i feel like are talking in a quiet enough voice that not everyone's gonna hear yeah this the first time like, ever yeah it feels like a play, a, th- a conversation in the kitchen that maybe you wouldn't actually hear in the next room. I mean, I thought maybe they were finally going to kiss in the show, <laughs> but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, they're having this conversation about how the hamster got out of the cage mm-hmm. because that's what hamsters do uh-huh. and gets eaten by the dog. Yeah. This is the second time this has happened on this show. Yeah, because there was another time that there were a bunch of posters around the around Fraser's apartment building for a missing hamster, and Eddie killed it. Oh yeah! Like this is the second time we've had a hamster get killed by a dog. Yeah, what is up with that? I'm sure it definitely would happen one at 
I mean, it makes like, sense. That's what terriers do. Like yeah. a terrier, it absolutely makes sense. It's literally what terriers are bred to do is kill rodents. Like that's their main. Yeah, deal. I mean, but Dalmatians not necessarily. But that doesn't mean they wouldn't. Like I know Dalmatians I mean, can be aggressive, pretty aggressive dogs. But I like, mean, not necessarily. He could have also just like been playing with it. He might. I mean, I think she says like he eats half of it, but. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, like Like, it doesn't take much. But I'm just saying, like we we do hear about Daphne's like rat, pink mm -hmm. bottom. (laughs) Yeah, I think the cat got. Did the dog get their rat, or was it a cat? I think it was a. Hold on, let me find the moment. I want to say it was a cat, but but the whole discussion in the kitchen is how can we explain what death is to Alice because Mm -hmm. she doesn't know, right? And um and we hear about how Roz uh was told when she was 6 years old and her canary died and mm-hmm. her father says oh it's just going to sleep and not waking up and then he turns out the light and she's going to bed uh-huh. and then probably terrified she might never wake up <laughs> yeah. again yeah that's not a good way to uh to explain death to a kid um, i don't think anyone explained it to me Someone definitely explained it to me when I was a kid. So you recall that happening? Yeah, I recall some uh, disc- explanation of that, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, we don't we, have to get into it. We don't need more stories about these sorts of things. But yeah, no, I, I do remember when it was explained. I, w- I was just saying, like, that I don't remember that happening, but that I'd had some, like, relatives. Like, we went to their funeral, mm-hmm. and... I just was like, okay, like I had obviously understanding mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But also like it's when you're a child like that, that isn't for you. The, that's not for you. Yeah. Some, I mean, a lot of times, especially if it's not like a relative you're like really close to or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember having this talk, but basically Roz wants to like break it, it like explain it to her in a way that... It is appropriate and right. Frazier is good at that. Yeah. But he's not home. Nope. Because but, but I love that it's because what it is is that like if Frazier can help because like we can make fun of him all we want, but yeah. he's one of the smartest people we know. And, and then, then they cut straight, straight to back. him. Him one looking very Shakespearean. The way he's holding the like skull mm-hmm. up in the air, like is very much I think it's a reference because he says the Hamlet scene. Oh like, no, I thought he said Poirot because I guess because he's the detective. He's a detective. Like, yeah, he, he investigates murders and such. Mm-hmm. But this scene is very much reminiscent of the scene in Hamlet with mm-hmm. Yorick Skull. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely what it's. But I love it. it's like a real Crane Boys mystery. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I love that they start coming up with like, oh, you remember when Mrs. Laskoff disappeared? Uh huh. In elementary school, mm-hmm. this is her, obviously, right, and that. Of uh, but I love that while they're like deducing everything, um, we learn about the top the top truths for teen sleuths. <laughs> uh, Crane Boys Mysteries Workbook. They made a workbook. Uh huh. Do you think they gave it to other kids? Like this is a zine. They made a zine. They did. Well, yeah, actually, sadly. The thing I find most amusing about all this is the idea that, like, no one ever saw this. That they put all this work mm-hmm. into this, and they wrote all these things and did all this stuff, and no one has ever seen it. I know. It, it sounds amazing, though. Yeah. But also that, like, is it still around somewhere? Like, I love well, the idea. Well, it has that, like, to be, because they want to pr- publish it. That's true. 
So while they decide to do more digging for clues. Yeah, yeah. They need to find the evidence. Uh So they like sort of we get the next scene and like he is they have really ripped up the boards in here. Fraser's like in another room finding a box where which apparently shown signs of them having uh, having um a lot of money like yeah which, like a very sudden i guess they found like, some kind of records he has some records in the house which yeah. seems kind of weird it does seem a little the weird, house yeah. seems totally empty oh, in, this it was one- in the garage oh so like you might yeah so it was out in the garage so you might just be storing stuff in the garage when now when he's not actually like mm-hmm. using it so that 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 so, um, but I love that he comes back and we see that Niles has found their, you know, like um, the memory box. There, the memory box, yeah. and also what he thinks might be the murder weapon. Yeah. It's a rock. Yeah, and <laughs> and I love that. Fraser's like, why is it that rock and not any other of the rocks? And he's like, it's pointy. <laughs> right. It's a pointier rock. So right. obviously, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I love that Niles keeps guessing all these things, uh-huh. and then Fraser's like, no. That right. can't possibly be right. it. He's well, like, good job, but that's not but actually no. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that, too. Because yeah. they talk about how it can't be the insurance money. Mm-hmm. Though that is the number one thing I see people do murder for all the time. On shows about murder. This is a sentence you need to finish. On shows like Forensics Files and other stuff like yes, that. about on like, true, true crime, crime On true crime shows. Yeah. Very important that you not end that sentence where you ended it. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah. True. But also, if you notice, the reason they're on those shows... Because they get caught. Uh, yeah. Right, right. I think... So the whole point is that it's really messy to do that and you'll get caught right. doing it. So right. the this is the inheritance of his wife. Right. This is gave him motive. Mm-hmm. And the motive being like, she was the breadwinner now and like he felt bad about that right um, which is actually a remarkably common thing and like hey guys just hey hey just men of the world just be cool it's cool like you you don't have to make the most money it's just a little side thing i want to say it's okay it's really okay it's the world we live in now sometimes that happens and it's okay money is money yo yeah i mean that sounds terrible because like i mean if you're like an assassin. <laughs> Like, no. I mean, the like, point is the family, if you're a family and like one person makes more money than the other, that's fine. The family makes money. Like, you're, we don't, you're okay, go. we don't hear about how perhaps could be an assassin that did this murder. We did not hear that. That is true. That is a- so they're talking about like they basically have figured out the ultimate murder scenario and how uh-huh. it has all come together. Uh-huh. And that we, we haven't talked about the best part about how they do it though. Okay. Which is Niles holding the skull where they've draped just like his like handkerchief over like a skull. Uh-huh. And then he's doing this like voice. Like, this voice of like like M- M- Mrs. Laskoff essentially. Mm-hmm. Like and, and just walking around acting as if he's her in this potential murder scenario. And like I just I love everything about his voice that he does here and the stuff that he says. And especially the moment where, like, he's in the middle of acting it all out and then just stops and immediately, like, like a f- switch flips, goes back to his normal voice. And mm-hmm. just like, okay, yeah, no, we've got it. We figured it out. We did that. Thing. Like, I just love how he's just like, and then suddenly he's just like, mm-hmm, yep, all right, cool. We're good. We're, we're, we did it. 
good. Like it's I like just... I liked your. Can you do that voice again? <laughs> well, I think you're gonna win an Emmy for that one, or whatever the <laughs> podcast Emmys are. So I love that because they've solved this crime. That's obviously going to open the door for like these Crane Boy mystery books to be published. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, it's definitely. They could tell. just have tried to do that anyways. Roz was going to have a book published until they realized it was Heidi. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yep. So, but now we're in the next section. We're back mm-hmm. at Fraser's apartment mm-hmm. where Roz has left to go pick up a new hamster. Mm-hmm. Because and, that's the thing. Like she comes over to try and figure out how to explain death. And and walks away with just like, I should just get a different hamster and not explain death at all. But that's fine, because Martin explains it. Mm-hmm. I love that Alice is napping and then is like, oh, yes, please, um, can we watch more hockey? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she talks about missing her hamster, which Martin now knows the hamster has died. Yeah. But she, Alice just thinks the hamster is missing. Mm-hmm. And so then he explains all about hamster heaven. Mm-hmm. I actually think this is really sad. Well, that it's... what happens later? Oh, so where we hear about hamster heaven? By the way, what hamsters want on their where the floor, the ground is covered in sunflower seeds. That's what they want. Yeah, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. love sunflower seeds. Oh, they're sorry. gonna fill up their cheek pouches with those forever. <laughs> Run around. Mm-hmm. Um. But we learn, you know, there's a heaven for all the little animals. Uh-huh. Oh, I know what you mean. The part with, that said- With Eddie at the uh, end. Aww. Yeah. And so Roz comes back and now, like, Alice knows, and but it's okay. And she likes the new hamster even more than the old one. Yeah. So everything is fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, Roz sort of says, like, well, I should have told her. Right. But that's okay. Thanks for doing that hard work for me. Right. Yeah, but the saddest thing. Yeah, you're right. The part I where talk about this. yeah, where because she asks like, "Well, is Eddie gonna go to like a doggy heaven?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, he's just a puppy. He's only 10. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, that's not a puppy." And like, there's this very sincere, or at least it's funny, and it's definitely meant to be this very sincere moment of mm-hmm. like Eddie, like him calling Eddie over once mm-hmm. everybody's gone and like having a tender moment with him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like knowing what I know about john mahoney's relationship with like the actual dog mm-hmm. you can see the sort of like discomfort with him trying to get close enough to like kiss him where... why because what what would moose because do he would bite he, would oh. bite. he didn't like holding him because he would bite and so you see him get like close enough to like kiss him but it's like a pretty is this quick... still moose in this scene uh i think at this point it's the it's the new one like moose is still around but i don't think this is moose like okay so then but, maybe this one was on a spidey maybe but i'm saying like the way he like leans in it looks like he's not entirely uh-huh. like comfortable neither one of them seem entirely comfortable with him getting in to like give this kiss it's funny a- because like my dog would try to get as close to me as possible like he would physically like lie on top of me to uh-huh. try to sleep as close to me as humanly possible uh-huh and I was like, this is too close. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to, like, I would turn on my side. I would be taking a nap on the couch and it would just, like, come and sit on my shoulder <laughs> and, like, s- try to squish in. And uh-huh. I'm like, you are a ridiculous pet. Yeah. Uh, and for Jack Russell, like, from the pictures I saw, you, you, that was a big boy. He was, yeah. He like, was he was bigger boy. than 
Eddie yeah. size, even though he was Eddie. Right, right. He was also an Eddie. Right. Yeah, like he was probably like, I don't know. He wasn't like a medium dog. He was sort of like in that. He was a big little dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like smaller than medium, but bigger than small. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But this scene is really sweet, and I was like, um, I'm really glad this is not a long scene, because it'll just make me cry. Yeah. Like, I do, I, yeah, I want to say, like, I do still find it find it very touching. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of, like, also, as somebody who's, like, analyzing the way it's made, because that's mm-hmm. how I do this, I definitely, like, it was like, that doesn't look like they're all, either one of them's totally comfortable. Okay. So, I feel like the next scene... Is not how police procedure works. No, super is not. How um, it works. so we go back to the like childhood home. The police are all there. Mm-hmm. One, they're allowed to take their little like memory box home, but it seems like it's marked as evidence because it's like one and like two and three. Oh, I think it would just happen to be near. I think the hole was the evidence thing. Yeah, none of this is. If you know anything about like actual police, then they're like, they're like, is this the guy? And I'm like, wouldn't they have asked for his ID? Yeah, like there's so many different. Like I don't. One, you don't just like go and take them down to the like. There's so much protocol that happens. To be fair, this is also a world where Niles and uh, Niles once got arrested because they stabbed a, a seal that was already dead oh yeah i mean there might be like the police in this this fraser universe are not the the most um uh competent really so, but except we, martin we 100 agree right okay so in the memory box they find the hamlet program and then <laughs> they had the realization where the skull came from uh-huh. they suddenly are like oh, oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, this memory box seems like it has nothing in it. Yeah, it seems to be literally just the program for Hamlet and and then nothing else. This is not like the Amelie. Amelie would open this box and be like, I'm not taking the trouble to return this. <laughs> right. Also, but that means they put the program in this memory box and put that under the floorboards and also put the skull down there and nothing else. But anyway... Whatever. The logistics mm, a little weird in this one, but uh, who cares? It's still amusing to me. Yeah, yeah. and it also, they should be, like, correcting people right now. They should be like, um, actually. Yeah. But yeah. also, they're going to quickly go to a lab, analyze that, realize it's either human from, like, a long, long time ago. Right. Or, like, not a human skull. Yeah, because this is not a, this is a, like, bleach clean Mm -hmm. skull like that's not what a skull from like 30 years ago or whatever looks like this Mm -hmm. is like bleach clean with some dirt on it like this is not what that the this thing is yeah they're not it's not gonna take long for them to figure out like this is not a murder yeah also there's a moment when like so they're like we dug up your wife i bet you would never expected that and he's like no, I didn't. What, what were they talking about? Yeah. I think probably because she died. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. Because there's no explanation, that either means, A, he actually did murder her, and she's buried somewhere else. Mm. B, more likely. This but- is the Pacific Northwest, as you were saying, where <laughs> you can just get away lot. with anything. That wasn't what I was saying, but there actually are a lot of murderers there. Uh, but anyway, two... More likely, she just died, 
a while ago uh-huh. and is buried in a cemetery somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when they say we dug up your wife, like mm-hmm. he, they think he means. I want to follow up. I need the update. I need the unsolved mysteries update on this app. Yeah. Um, I also want the unsolved mysteries update on what's going on with Blaine Sternin. Oh you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There, there's there's so many different like little pieces going. Yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot of unsolved mysteries on the show. There are, there really are. Um, but yeah, like there's definitely something else there that I didn't fully understand. But, but um, I love the end scene where we're back in Cafe Novoso where <laughs> we assume that Fraser's trying to stump the waiter again. Uh-huh. Can't can't be done. It can't be done. And this. The way it's demonstrated that it still can't work is pretty amazing. The way that he just, like, pulls out, like, a blowtorch and, like, torches it. And now this drink is just on fire Mm -hmm. is pretty great. Like, Mm -hmm. I do really enjoy this thing. It's just sort of like, no, you got... They they had to have, like, a fire marshal on something for that, didn't they? Yeah, probably, yes. But, like, that's relatively easy when you're at this uh, like this level but yeah no absolutely there was some they just like had batman on the show yeah they can do whatever the heck they want <laughs> they had a real body mm, yep they definitely just had a real body mm-hmm. that just sounded porcelain but it's definitely a real body that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah either way i do love that just this this moment i just it's just very good it's yes yeah. all right drinks in this episode okay we have Double latte with one shot decaf espresso, one shot regular espresso, some steamed low fat milk, and some non fat foam. We had Niles's drink, a chai oh. spice ristretto americano campana. Some Which I do you know what a campana is? Nope. I'm pretty sure that's a thing I wanted to get at Cafe Nero uh-huh. that has shots of espresso with whipped cream. Oh, okay. So that would be the pana part. Yeah. Okay. So it's like probably whipped cream, right? Or is that the yeah 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 because con just means with so yeah like the americano would be the espresso with yeah. some water yeah um I don't know what makes a ristretto I don't know either I don't know what that is but uh, there's also some mineral water as you've identified those blue bottles that mm-hmm. look like the potions from Golden Axe they're uh, mineral <laughs> water uh, and <laughs> the then, potions for Golden Axe yeah nice uh-huh. uh and then whatever the flaming drink is at the end. Which normally I only give named drinks, but I need to, you know, we got to call out the fact that there was a flaming coffee. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, we know it's a coffee drink at, yeah. at, or a tea-based drink. I'm assuming coffee. They seem to primarily mm-hmm. do coffee things. So, all right. No callers this episode. So, what's the good word? Oh, you know what it is. It's a maisonette. Oh, maisonette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good- Which yeah. is kind of like a raisinette. It's- they're pretty much the same thing. So when you look this up in 2015, this is the hottest thing in New York was these <laughs> kinds of places. Okay. Which, so it's a set of rooms for living in typically on two stories of a larger building and with its own entrance from outside. So basically what it is is that it has to have stairs, I believe, in it. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like an apartment, very good for an Air- Airbnb, mm-hmm. where you have an like an entrance exit that... You don't have to go through your a whole other house, like uh-huh. the whole other apartment. So okay. it's sort of like an apartment within an apartment. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's interesting that they use this word here. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they could like make the room so that you could enter and exit right. through them. Right. 
like to the outside Mm -hmm. is i'm guessing but i I don't know i'm not sure how they were trying to like mean that here because that's like the biggest part is like having this like entrance that is right so not the main entrance that's the point is that they figured out that they can't yeah is the thing like so i think they probably were trying to do i just feel like it was a fancy word to use on freighter yeah, but I think I feel like yeah, they were trying to do the thing you're talking about and then they figured out Also, wasn't that the most dictionary like definition I read? Because it it's like why is it so convoluted? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. But I there's tons of articles about how this new upcoming style in New York uh-huh. for rentals. Mm-hmm. And this is like, yeah, it's like two hundred square feet, uh it's just a section of another apartment. And you exit through the fire escape. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Yep. Those yep. are the stairs. <laughs> and the exit. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. So, like, because, like, maison just means house in mm-hmm. French. So, like, a maisonette would just be, like, a little yeah, house. Yeah, little so, house. Ma- yeah. Like, little house on the prairie. Exactly. It's just the maisonette on the prairie. Mm-hmm. That's actually like a pretty. It's actually like a fairly large house, but they only have a small section of it. So, okay, yeah. yeah. That I, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but just trust me, I, that's what's going on. That show made me mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about it, but I didn't. What was that guy? The main guy actor uh, on that show, Michael Landon. Yeah, I didn't like him for some reason uh-huh. a rational reason i don't know there's no real reason for me not to have liked him but like when that show was like on when i was a little girl i would just i don't know i just got bad vibes from it so here's the thing i'm gonna say i get it like i never wanted to watch that show either there was something about that guy that also i found off-putting i and like as far as i know he was a very kind man yeah but like there was something about his face that I found off-putting. It wasn't it, even his face that I just like. I it wasn't like, like I was manners. scared. It wasn't like I was scared of him, but it was like something about the show, like the feeling. It's sort of like you know, like if you walk into a place and you just instantly like feel uncomfortable, and you're like, "There's a presence in this house." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you just and obviously there's probably not a presence in this house unless <laughs> it's around the holidays and their presence in that house <laughs> could be right but it was that kind of feeling of just being like i don't know something makes me uncomfortable right. and right. i don't know what it is right uh, to be clear when i was saying like his oh face i know look right, that's kind of what i'm saying is sort of like I'm, he I'm looked like, like he just looked like a strong lumberjack to me he yeah. looked like so strong and, and very, like seemed very kind like every, yeah like, i don't I also don't have any rational reason. Yeah, that it was not rational. And I might not even feel that way now. Oh, I do. I recently saw a thing that had a clip of it. And I was still sort of like, it was like, it's like an uncanny valley sort of feeling where I'm just sort of like, there's something off and I don't know what it is. But internally, my brain, my body is just sort of like, no. And I don't yeah, know why. I don't know. It's not a good reason. There's no good reason. And he, Michael, and, as far as I know, Michael and doesn't deserve that reaction. But there's something in me that had that also that's interesting that we both had like this unexplainable reaction it's uncanny yeah yep weird anyway so that's what maisonette means all of that uh (laughs) all right let's rate the episode what do you rate the episode oh for four point four point five truths truths okay of the top truths for teen sleuths oh okay okay yeah i gave it um uh 4.2 
Mrs. Laskoff's. Um, yeah. Uh, the only Shout thing out. Down to 4.2 is just because, like, the first scene uh, was so, like, to me, like, no, it was. Yeah, you don't have to explain it. No, I just want to. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's, like, a very enjoyable episode. I really like, remember uh, this episode, and I remember specifically when I watched it, my rewatch, like, when I was in 2013 Mm -hmm. i was like i don't think i've ever seen this episode and it's Mm -hmm. really stuck out to me and i i was excited that this was the next one yeah that's interesting because i found it i was like i remember this episode oh yeah maybe i remember from your rewatch but yeah i think you were there because you were definitely there for some of the rewatch yeah totally so anyway the imdb app rating on this episode is a 7.9 Oh, which is like pretty good for this season. Yeah, that's good for this. But uh, oh, and the John Sherman's average for us uh, was a three point seven seven. It had gone down a little bit in the last one, but mm-hmm. like it's coming back up again. So uh, anyway, um, but it's, that's a pretty solid rating. I yeah, think, for us for the number of episodes he's written. Mm-hmm. So, and then that brings us to the part of the episode called "We're Listening," where we respond to messages you can send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail dot com. Uh, we got an email from Sean Holland about the last episode, uh, letting us know that the script's national spelling bee is in Washington, D.C. and was on ESPN even back then. The spellers have gotten so good, this year's bee ran out of time and finished in an eight-way tie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That like that Wow, good that job, point. students. Yeah, good job. Good spelling stance. Yes. Uh, Freddie was born in the Cheers episode in 1990, so he would be 12. Uh, okay. Minor spoiler, but he has a bar mitzvah coming up in an upcoming episode. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And then Ben's email reminded me of my theory about Blake Sternin. The whole angle he was writing was to get Frazier to tell him what the salt sampler was. Or salt oh. seller was, yeah. Yeah. Um, that way he could find the right people to sell it to, uh, because I'm pretty sure he stole it back at the end. I mean, technically, Frazier gave it to him, but yeah, I do like the idea that the entire thing was to find yes. out what this thing even was. Yes. So he could sell it. So, yeah. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, believe that. I like, like that. He's running some extra scams, got some extra money out mm-hmm. of it, but I really like the idea that, yeah, he w- just still had this thing he wanted to know what am mm-hmm. i supposed to do with it and the idea that it was this entire long scam mm-hmm. just to get that answer um, i'm a big fan of that idea mm-hmm. so all right anything else you want to say on this or before we go or anything else no i just i re- i liked this episode I it do was too. it was exciting to watch it mm-hmm. was i really liked it and yeah agreed all right so with that uh, this has been episode 919, Death Trap, and this is TTR wishing you all good mental health. Don't forget to look behind things, because you might find a skull, and it could be a mystery. And you could solve it, and then finally publish those books that you wrote when you were kids. So, just letting you know, chase your dreams. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle! We love you! All good hamsters go to heaven, even the bad ones.